You are listening to the Solid-ish Marriage Podcast. Normally, it's Scott and Betsy Neismer that are doing this podcast, but today, you just get me. No Betsy today. Um, And truth be told, we have been having a little bit of a difficult time with getting uh, couples to interview for the show. So we thought it'd be kind of fun if I just do some solo episodes, uh, a series of three episodes actually, where I just go a little bit uh, deeper dive into the world of emotionally focused therapy, of attachment, uh, and why we counsel from this perspective, why it works and why it makes sense. So for the next three episodes, they're going to be a little bit shorter and we are going to be going over attachment, what it is, uh, why it's so powerful, why it's so central to us. Uh, We're going to be going over the world of pursuer withdrawer. And if that doesn't mean anything to you, it will. So just stay tuned for that episode. Uh, And then we're going to go a little bit over the cycle that we get into, that all marriages get into. Um, why the, the, how the cycle operates, why it happens, and then also a little bit on how to exit the cycle. So for today, we are talking about attachment. And if you have never heard of that term attachment, uh, basically what that's talking about is all of us are created with this baseline longing and need, legitimate need for connection, right? That's, that's why you know, marriages struggle is because we feel disconnected from our person. That's why we focus this podcast on a lot of attachment stuff because it is so innate to all of us. There's actually a story that we tell in our two day marriage intensive that we put on that talks about, uh, there's so like back in the day, uh, like many, many years ago, there was a Bishop in central America and they one day they found a letter that this bishop had written to the pope at the time and in that letter the bishop described how okay you know they're we're running this orphanage there's a bunch of kids and we have you know because of funding we have the best healthcare we have the best lodging we have the best education i mean like th- when it comes to the needs that they were aware of those kids had it all, right? And and so in that letter, the bishop asked the Pope, so why are these kids dying in droves? I don't get it. We're taking good care of them. What's the deal? And so the Pope ends up kind of deploying this investigation team to figure out, okay, what is actually the story here? What's going on? And what they found is that basically these kids had, the, because the you know the orphanage was so understaffed, these kids had no one to attach to, no one to really sit down and love them, right? To, to hold them, to ask how their day was going, to feel seen in any sort of way, right? That the, the staff was able to meet all of their physical needs, but when it came to their attachment needs, they went completely unmet, And so these kids were like, literally, they would call it dying of a broken heart or failure to thrive or right these kind of medical terms that basically just describe, hey, when you feel totally alone, when you feel like you don't matter, you die from the inside out. And and so in our marriages, when we are feeling really disconnected, that's exactly what's going on. So there's another little factoid that uh, says that the experience of rejection or feeling rejected gets processed in the brain in the exact same space as physical pain. 
And I just let that settle in for a second, right? That when I feel rejected by my spouse, what my brain is going through is literally the same thing as if I just like smashed my hand with a hammer. Now, if I smash my hand with a hammer and I go, oh, that hurts so much. Oh my gosh, right? And I run around and I, and I go to Betsy and I'm like, I just smashed my hand with a hammer. You know, it's really, really easy for her to connect with that, to, to be empathetic to, towards that and say, oh my gosh, that's horrible. But when my heart is feeling smashed by a hammer and I go to her with that pain, well, well you know, that, that carries a whole new dynamic and that's a lot harder to validate. That's a lot harder to empathize with, especially if she's the one that triggered that pain. That's what fuels a lot of the difficulties in marriage. We call this podcast Solid-ish. And one of the reasons we call it that is because, you know, first off, you know, what we say every episode is, hey, you can't be expected to be solid in your marriage all the time, right? Never fighting, always cool with each other. It's just not realistic. So being solid-ish is the norm. And so it's all about learning to be okay with that, learning to repair in the middle of that. Um, but here's another fact coming at you. Uh, so as far as all of the attachment research that we've done to this point, what it shows is this ideal form of attachment called secure attachment can be accomplished with a 70% failure rate on connecting with each other or attuning to each other properly. Right, so 30% of the time, Betsy and I can be tuned into each other properly. That if, if she's got something going on in her heart and she brings it to me, 30% of the time I can catch her heart. I can say, yeah, I see that and that makes sense. Oh my goodness. Right, and empathize with that. And then 70% of the time I can fail with that. I can be in that space of well, what the hell are you talking about? And I, that make, doesn't make any sense. Or well, if you just think about it differently, then da 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 da. 70% of the time I can do that and we can still have this ideal form of attachment, right? So like that's the epitome of solid-ish, right? That 70% of the time I can fail and we can still be okay. The one caveat to that 70% is repair or the experience of repair between us must be a regular experience, and what we mean by repair is, okay, when we have disconnection, really for any reason, if it's between us, if it's a different, you know, some life situation happens, right, and we experience disconnection as a result, if we are not tuning into each other, if we don't have good attunement right off the bat, that's fine, but we have to do the work of getting back in line with each other, of getting reattuned to each other. And when you do that work and repair the disconnection, then, hey, you got this 70-30 rule going on. 70% of the time we get to fail, 30% of the time we get to succeed, and we've still got secure attachment. I can still know that my person is there and cares about me and is going to respond, is going to care about what my heart is going through when I'm suffering. Right? And I, th I think that's just amazing. Um, my hope is that you, you get some, some relief from that as well, just to know that, hey, it's not that I'm supposed to be calm all the time. It's not supposed that I'm never supposed to suffer. It's not supposed to be, you know, me saying, well, geez, you know, is, is this really a priority? Or, you know, have I shared too much already? It's not about that. It's about, hey, can we as often as possible see each other, see the heart that's really behind it all? And when we don't, don't beat ourselves up about that. Don't, don't go, oh man, I'm such a terrible husband or wife because of that. But instead say, all right, 
I can't see you right now, but I know that I can. I know that I can do the work to see you eventually, to see what this heart is, is really about. Because I know when I tune into that, it'll start to make sense to me. And when it starts to make sense to me, I'll start to naturally feel empathy towards you. And when I naturally feel empathy towards you, then you're naturally going to feel safer with me. Right? And that's what repair looks like. One of my favorite, favorite things about emotionally focused therapy, which is the therapeutic modality that Betsy and I counsel from, is it's not a program that asks you to be bigger, faster, stronger, smarter in your marriage. And, right, and if only you could be different and better, then you can have a great marriage. You know, it doesn't deal with that at all. It says, look, you naturally you, your core self is actually the best thing for this relationship. And that might be difficult to believe at first because Lord knows, you know, we've made plenty of mistakes and we're like, hey, I've been trying to be as good as possible to my spouse and yet it seems to make things worse. So what's the deal? And just a second ago, what I was talking about, that's what EFT notices and that's what emotionally focused therapy focuses on and, and helps bring out in both spouses is that, hey, when I can do the work of seeing your heart, when I can do the work of tuning into you, all of a sudden this beautiful domino effect starts happening because when I see your heart, I'm going to naturally get it. Oh, that's why you had that big, huge reaction. Now it makes sense to me. And when I can get to that space, then empathy is no longer a chore. It's no longer a discipline. It's just something that happens. I don't even have to ask myself to do it. I'm just going to be empathetic towards you. And when I naturally exude that empathy towards you, you're going to pick up on that. And instead of reading me as defensive, you're going to read me as safe, as present. And that's going to be so, so good for your heart. Right? And so you're going to feel better just by me being myself, right? having my own reaction, my natural reaction to seeing you. And then when you feel better, I'm going to get to see that part, right? Where I showed up and I got curious and right. And I'm just kind of here in the moment with you. And I watched that actually repair. I watched that actually relieve, you know, fear or pain for you. So then I get to have this experience of like, well, I didn't try to fix things. I didn't try and figure anything out, right? I wasn't doing all this analytical stuff. Right? My brain wasn't very busy. I was just being present with you. And that made you feel better. That's just one of the beautiful things about emotionally focused therapies that it, you know, it, it does away with all of that extra work and extra fluff. And, and you know, it's all about communication styles or, or like learning more skills and all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, guys, it's, it's not about that at all. It's about being present because when you are present, you will do all the skills. You will be all the things naturally you won't even have to fight that hard for it. It's just the coolest thing in the entire world. So my hope is that you find some encouragement in this, that you know, if you are feeling alone, if you are feeling rejected, if you're feeling like you're never going to be enough or like you know, maybe your spouse is going to walk away from you because you're just too much for them, I want you to go back to that attachment. No matter how bad it is, you guys can have secure attachment. You can get to that ideal place without having to fundamentally be this other person. You can actually get to that place of having a solid-ish marriage 
just by doing the work of, hey, you know what? You're in this moment, you're suffering, and I'm going to do the work to see you. I'm going to do the work of, of being present with you in your pain because when I'm present with you in your pain, it's going to make sense. When it makes sense, I'm going to feel empathy. When I feel empathy, you're going to experience me as safe. You're going to feel relief, and then I'm going to watch you feel better, and so then I get to feel effective. I get to feel useful as a result. So good luck. And uh, next couple of episodes, we'll be talking about the pursuer withdrawal roles and then how that feeds into the cycle and a couple specifics on how to exit the cycle. We will see you next time. Mm-hmm.